Are you downsizing? Maybe need more room because of additions to the family, or possibly seeking that dream home you've always wanted. Well, Tim Eisner at Royal LePage Atlantic is the guy for you. With a proven track record and multiple awards, Tim goes above and beyond to find out your needs and exactly what you're looking for. So if you're seeking a new home or trying to sell your current one, contact Tim at 902-499-5717 or check him out on Facebook at Tim Eisner. Again, that's 902-499-5717. Trust me, when all is said and done, we'll be saying Tim Eisner strikes again. What is going on, everyone? Hope y'all had an amazing weekend. Welcome to another episode of Outside the Shoot. I'm your host, Randy Frame. This week's OTC Player of the Week, and it's our first ever two-time recipient, comes to us from the OC Batbusters Lara team as Sophia Zavarella takes home the honors once again. Sophia hit 800 with three doubles, a home run, six RBIs, five runs scored, and a stolen base last weekend as her and the Batbusters qualified for the Alliance Nationals while competing at the PCFL Winter Qualifiers in Cathedral City, California. Awesome job, Sophia. Keep up the fantastic work. On to this week's guest, and we sat down and chatted with WBSC Men's World Cup bronze medalist and U.S. Men's National Team member, Brad Kilpatrick. Brad has had a fantastic career so far, and he's just getting started. Besides the previously mentioned bronze medal at the 2022 WBSC Men's World Cup, he's also a gold medalist with the Australian Men's Junior National Team that won the 2018 WBSC Junior Men's World here in Prince Albert, Saskatchewan. We're going to talk to Brad about getting a start in the game in his hometown of Sydney, Australia, that junior world title win, what it's like being a part of the University of Florida Gators softball program, and of course, that epic bronze medal win against the defending champion Argentina at the World Cup almost two months ago. Brad was an absolute beauty to chat with. Hobie and I can't wait to see what the future holds for him. Pretty sure there's going to be a coaching role down the line. With that being said, grab that drink, sit back, relax, because here we go. I've got the world in my palm. Lights, camera, action, it's on. I can't describe what I'm feeling. Ain't never felt this freedom. I've got the world in my palm. Lights, camera, action, it's on. Ain't never felt this freedom. Could you, could you say that anything goes Hey, buddy. How's it going? Good, man. How are you? Ah, not bad. Not bad good, at all. Good, good. Uh, a little bit of crazy weather today for us. But yeah, it's uh, beautiful. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, the power just Wind warnings so. and the rain was torrential. Yeah. Typical January. End of January. I guess. Yeah. I don't know. It's it's weird. It's hard Unreal. to keep any snow on the ground. Unreal. Yeah. Anyway, uh, before we get going, I want to uh, shout out uh, condolences to Randy McNeil and his family. Uh, yeah. Neely, big part of... Uh, the sports scene here in Nova Scotia. I mean, I know him from hockey and ball, of course. And yeah. he played for the Keys back in the day. Yeah. And and hockey was with the the Bearcats, TSM Bearcats, when when I was with the Junior Junior, junior yeah. Bearcats there. And yeah. uh, big loss, but man, such a positive guy. And and the stuff yeah. he went through, like with his cancer and whatnot. But he just still remained upbeat and all the time. It's such a beauty. Yeah, Neely was, uh, of course, I grew up playing ball against Neely. Um, I, I did tell you earlier in, in 94, he had broken his leg playing against us. I was playing for the Windsor Legion Owens at the time. And that year, the Keys picked me up to go to Nationals. Mm-hmm. So I took Neely's spot at shortstop that year when we happened to win a silver medal. But he was with us the whole trip, and he was like the biggest <laughs> cheerleader, crazy-ass guy. Where's the craziest outfits you would Craziest outfits, but just so positive. Such a nice, great yeah. guy. And I've known him and you know, ever since and stayed in touch in you know certain aspects of, you know, we see him at a hockey game or whatever. Yeah. Always positive though, and it's it's very sad. And yeah. condolences to him and his family, of course, and all of his friends, and because he's touched a lot of people over the years. Big time, big time. I yeah. mean, he was at. Uh, there's a lot of 
pictures going around. Actually, he got on camera at the World Juniors this year, oh, yeah. dressed up as the Macho Man, Randy Savage. Yeah. And, but that's just who Neely was. And yeah. uh, man, just it, it's tough. But at the same time, we're able to look back and smile because he was such, sure. a, such an awesome guy. For sure. Another thing I want to touch on. Yeah. Probably going to catch flack for this, but I, I don't care. Fire away, man. U23 team, Team Canada. Yeah. I'm a little upset. Yeah, um, I think uh, I think a few people are. The one thing that bothers me, you know, it's not just Bubba no. not making the team. It's the fact that there's other guys in this province that are getting overlooked. Didn't even get a sniff. Didn't even get a sniff. And look, I'm not saying it, the guys that make it made yeah, it. Congratulations. congratulations to you guys. But at the same time, it's just I feel like here in Nova Scotia, we're getting snuffed and it's not fair. I mean, you look at the Canada games that just happened this past summer. Yep. We were amazing. Yep. That team was amazing. David Watson was the best pitcher there. Best pitcher in Canada at that age group. Yeah. And it's just very frustrating. Mm -hmm. It really is. Yeah. And I'm a, I, I don't care if, you know, you guys can message me all you want. I don't freaking care. It's just, it, it sucks that these guys are getting overlooked. Yeah. And that's my point. I agree hundred percent. Decisions are made based on whatever they make their decisions on. Mm -hmm. And and I can understand that. And it's, it's not easy as a coach to pick teams. Of course, I just feel that the, the process this time, and I know everything got messed up with cancellations and what have you, but mm -hmm. it just seemed the process wasn't in place to uh, maybe give those guys a crack to actually break that team, make that squad. Right. You know, the Nick Whites, the Brody Frazier's, the Cam Pattons, those guys all were top batters at the at, uh, Canada Games. Right. Like top batters in the country. Yes. And not even get a sniff. Yeah. I mean. David Watson, top pitcher. Said it again. I mean, we do have the luxury of watching them week in, yep. week out here in our shooters. And I mean, take a guy like Brody, for example. Yeah. Like I watched him hit multiple home runs off Justin Schofield. Yeah. And Justin Schofield is one of the best pitchers in the world. 100%. So, I mean, it is what it is. I mean, hopefully they get their eyes on them yep. down the road here. And uh, yep. I'm sure I'm sure they're going to make a name for themselves. But at the, right now, it's just, it's frustrating. It's, I'll tell you what I'm very sure of. U23 Nationals this summer, when our team Nova Scotia goes, they're going to go there with a chip on their shoulder. Yep. And yeah, hats off to them. Yep. And at the same time, as you said earlier, congratulations to the guys that made it because you're well yes, deserved for sure. Definitely. We're not taking anything away from that. It's just uh, we would have liked our guys to have a crack. That's all. Yeah. Anyway. Another thing. Yeah. Winter Classic's going on down in uh, Florida right now. <laughs> it sure is. And, uh, you know, it started today and today's Thursday, of course. And mm -hmm. uh, as we record this and <laughs> I mean, first thing when you walked in here and I said, did you hear Varm doing play <laughs> yeah. play? Because, okay, Varmy. I would listen to you all day to <laughs> your little spiel on there because that was entertaining as hell. The Taco Bell comment really got me. For Chewy. <laughs> yeah, that was good. That was good. And, and <laughs> there was a lot of stuff on there. But, yeah. Oh, man. But it, I mean, it's good to watch ball again. And uh, one thing that I found out today was New York Gremlins are going to be doing all their games this summer. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. And it, they said it doesn't matter even if they're in not in the final four in the tournaments. They're still going to do them. Still going to do it. Now they'll probably be in the final four in, in the tournaments. Well, they should be. <laughs> but uh, no, that's good. That's good for everybody to be able to, you know, tune in and, and watch some high caliber fast pitch for yeah, sure. I'm looking forward to it. Yes. Yeah. And uh, our guest today is down there playing. He sure is. He played today. Played today. Oh, he's playing right now, actually. Well, no, uh, he just well, sent me a text. He's, 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 we're good for, we're going to be on time. Oh, good. Yeah. Good, good. Brad Kilpatrick, yeah. of course, uh, bronze medalist with the Team USA, pitched a hell of a game in the finals against Argentina. How about 13 strikeouts? 13 Thank Ks. You. Uh, great performance. And the other crazy thing, he's an Aussie. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Dual citizenship. I mean, yeah. you know, it's not too often you get uh, guys. Well, I mean, we see it. We've seen here guys from Canada getting their, you know, like Musi. And, oh, of course. You know, yep. but for an Aussie, to have their U.S. citizens, you know, you don't see it. Yeah, it's it. a little different. Yeah. It's a little different. So, uh, you know, I can't wait to talk to Brad about that. And It's great for the Americans, that's for sure. Oh, big time. Big future for that guy. Jesus, I mean, and he's young. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, let's, uh, let's, let's talk get about to Brad. Our, uh, 
Let's talk about our Yeti draw. No, let's bit. talk about that after we're done. Okay, good. We'll talk about that after <laughs> after we're done. Just the want to make some money. I know. Anyway, let's get to bread. Sounds good. Yo. All right. We're happy to have on with us today WBSC Men's World Cup bronze medalist and current member of the U.S. Men's National Team, Brad Kilpatrick. Brad, thanks so much for coming on the podcast, pal. Thanks for having me, guys. How's things going down in Florida today? Oh, we had a rough start today, but, you know, <laughs> championships aren't won on Thursdays, so <laughs> we got plenty of time. <laughs> that is true. They aren't won, they aren't won on Thursdays. How did that? Well, I mean... <laughs> tough uh i i got to watch the opener opener there i mean it, it's always tough to you know get back into her in january though i mean uh, i mean from especially from a pitching standpoint yeah 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 i i thought you know the normal excuse is uh the hitters need some time to get their swings in and everything like that but not this week <laughs> <laughs> that's so true oh man so uh what do you guys you got two done today what uh what do you got coming up tomorrow mm-hmm. Um, it's a bit of a weird format because I think a team dropped out in our pool. So we have two games tomorrow that don't actually mean anything. And then uh, we have a playoff game at 4 p.m. tomorrow. So, oh. yeah, they just they had to meet the game requirements. So, yeah. That's quick. So you're going right into playoffs. <laughs> yeah, tomorrow against the second team, I think, in uh, in the next pool. Nice, 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 so. nice. Now, uh, before we get going here, I got to talk about uh, University of Florida. What uh, mm-hmm. what are you taking there? Yeah, so pretty much I uh, um, just a uh, student manager with the team there at the University of Florida. So get to study and be around the team, and you know enhance my skills, and hopefully one day coach. But yeah, that's it's fantastic. An awesome experience, awesome school. Wow. That's so, yes. That's awesome. That would you yeah, know what? So. That's that'd be like a, a dream. Just another Aussie right. taking some American's job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's it. Right. <laughs> oh, so that's fantastic. How how's the season looking for you guys? I mean, obviously you guys are ranked fifth in the preseason ranking. So I mean that that bodes pretty well. Yeah, so everything's kind of coming together now and we're having a lot of inner squad uh inner squad games and things like that. But um yeah, look, the pitching's there, the hitting's there, the fielding's there. Just we're pretty much itching for it to start now. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Uh, now, I mean, you you've had a lot of great coaches coming up. What's uh, what's it like have, being under uh, Timmy Walton there? Yeah, he actually reminds me of one of my coaches back at home. You know, he's he's strict but fair, and uh, is very much very much a winner. If yeah. that makes sense. He he just loves loves winning, loves doing things the right way, and. He's very. He pays attention to detail. If something's out of out of line, he makes sure it's fixed before he hits the next ground ball. That's where you got to be, though. I mean, yeah. Frank. Yep. Yep. You got got a what the pitching staff there. High Tower is still there, correct? Yep. They have High High Tower. Um, they have uh, Riley Trilicek. Uh, he's a lefty, a senior. They have a sophomore. Uh, Lexi Dobre, they have oh, right. a transfer from Tennessee, Sam Bender as well. So right yeah. on. Excellent. Excellent. So what's uh what's campus life like? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a lot of fun. <laughs> we're, having, we're having a lot of fun. <laughs> uh, no doubt. No doubt. So they awesome. make sure that they make sure that they say you're a student manager, not a manager student. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. All right. We're gonna uh we're gonna do quick pitches. We haven't done this with the with any of the guy guests in a long time, so uh no. So you get okay. you, we're we're gonna dust off quick pitches and uh, we're gonna throw some questions at today. you. We're gonna throw some questions at you. Okay. All right. First one, I ask it with all uh, all my guests. If you had to live off one food for a week, what is it? Ooh, a week. Oh, it has to be pizza. Yeah, that's, it has to be a good pepperoni pizza. Yeah, that's <laughs> you know what? That's a common answer on here. Like, <laughs> I think it'd be common for any sport person, anybody in the world. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. True. Yeah, it's a staple. Uh, best thing about University of Florida? Mm, it has to be. It does have to be the sport, like the sporting, especially the football games. A couple of the football games I went to. Last semester had ninety thousand people, and that was Jeez. my introduction to college sports. So, yeah, Holy shit! <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. That'd be amazing. <laughs> yeah. That'd be amazing. Yeah, uh, I, I didn't realize, especially coming from uh, coming from Australia, we don't really have much. It's more sports on one side, school on another, and over here, just seeing them put it together, it's unreal. 
That's crazy. Oh, that's right too. Yeah, that's right too. I never even thought of that. Yeah. Um, if you could go back and play one game over again, what one is it? Um, in a good way or a bad way. <laughs> Either way, whichever. You yourself. Yeah, I think the bronze medal game in the Pan Americans, I'd like to have back. In the, uh, in the Pan Ams, yeah. Then, yeah, in the Pan Ams. And then I'd like to have that back just to try and win that game. But then if I wanted a good game, it'd be the it'd be the bronze in the in the world championships. That's probably the best one. Yeah, we'll talk about those. Hundred percent we will. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> uh toughest hitter you've had to you've had to face. I'm I'm sure there's a few. Um yeah, it has to be Zen and Winters. He he owns me. Put me out twice today. Thank you for that on Australia Day. Thank you, mate. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> Past guest of the show too. Actually, what's funny? Uh, yeah. You uh, you wouldn't have got to hear this at all, but we were talking about this before we started. Is uh, on the main diamond there when when Hill were playing the Bombers. Uh, Varm Matiosian was doing the play by play, and. Oh my God. It was probably the funniest <laughs> stuff I've ever heard. And he was talking about, he said Zenon was leaving the ball field and he's like, he's like, the place just got so much better because Zenon left the ball. It's like just stuff like that. Oh man. Oh, a lot of pitches was breaking the side release. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. That's awesome. Um, next one here. Where am I at? Best thing about growing up in Australia. Yeah, um, it has to be the fact that we can play all sports all year round. Sorry to rub it in, but yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, definitely, definitely the the weather and the ability to do anything. And we have winter competitions and everything. So yeah. So what when it is winter there? What's the lowest it uh, gets down to? Um, well, I'm from Sydney, so we it'd be very rare overnight for it to get below zero. Like if we have an early morning, it'll probably be uh, single digits. But if it gets like midday, it'll probably get around 10, 11 at the very cold. Nice. Oh, that, yeah. That's like perfect weather. Mm-hmm. Man, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah uh, that's really nice. Go-to show to binge watch. Ooh, that's a good one. Um, lately, I've been watching um, Manifest. Great I've show. I've been watching that. Great and show. And then... I also am a reality guy, so I do love my little Love Island and my things like that. I might cop a little bit of stick for that, but I'll say it. <laughs> <laughs> I might clip that out and post that on social media. <laughs> uh, That's for... a little guilty pleasure for you guys. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's all good. It's all good. Two more here. Uh, best live sport and event you've attended? Mm, I went to. There's a few. I mean, one of them would be would be going to the football games. But I went to first ever game at SoFi Stadium that fans were allowed in. So after the COVID, oh wow, I um I got to check out that new stadium in Los Angeles. The Rams played the Bears, and wow, uh, that was that was an unreal experience. Oh freak, that would be amazing. Wow. Yeah, yeah. I didn't I didn't even know at the time. I was just stuck over in the states because of COVID, and then I was having myself in LA, got a ticket, and boom, there. Oh. Jeez, that worked out then. <laughs> yeah. Uh, last one here. Now you got to answer this one. Like, ex- like you have to be dead on on this. Honest. One. Out of the two, who's the better player? You or Narissa? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it depends. She has a way better swing than me. But I don't know if she can throw a right ball. So we'll <laughs> that was a loaded question. I had I had to end it with that one. Uh, <laughs> So yeah, so yeah. those those who don't know, of course, Narissa, your girlfriend is with the New Zealand women's national team, correct? Yes, that's right. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. That's a, yeah, good combo there. Absolutely. Yeah, she. Uh, yep, yep. She uh, she's very very talented outfielder. So right on. She doesn't like it when I'm throwing batting practice to her at all. <laughs> that's awesome. I, uh, I, I get, we, we get, we get a bit too competitive. <laughs> oh, well, that's, that's all right. It's good to have that though. As long as your curveball's working. <laughs> yeah, yeah. As long as that curveball's working. <laughs> <laughs> Until it hits her in the thigh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right, man. So, uh, let's get into your career as with every guest on here. Uh, tell us how you got your start in the game. Yeah, so um, yeah, I was four years old, and then my dad is uh, my dad's from America over here in Florida, and he was living in Australia at the time, and didn't want me 
didn't want me playing cricket, so he went to sign me up to kind of kind of like the baseball the baseball like little field area there and then we uh we had some family friends who were actually their older sister played softball and um instead of going the baseball route at the sign-ins he just went over to the softball side and they went over to the softball side and signed me up for softball and i played t-ball all up and then basically it was to make the move eventually to cricket or to to baseball or something like that but i just had too many friends and stuck with it and then found out about our junior pathways and yeah figured it out from there right on right on so love for it right away or did it like was that something that you know grew over time um i think it was love right away i'd say because it was a toss-up between that and and rugby league um rugby over in australia and I just kept getting hurt, so I was like, "All right, softball's a sport." <laughs> yeah, a little bit more forgiving. <laughs> a little bit. Yeah, and, and yeah. I mean that's that's one thing. Like I'm sure a lot of our listeners, because we've had past Aussies and Kiwis on, but I mean, like from your perspective, what exactly? Like cricket and rugby over there is massive, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, so, I mean, that'd be compared to football in America and, and hockey up hockey. here in Canada. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. So, I mean, for you down there in Australia to, you know, to stick to softball, I mean, were, were any of your friends like, what are you doing? You know, come, <laughs> come play this yeah. game. No, it was, yeah, no, it was strange that like kind of by the time I got to 12, 13 years old, they'd kind of outgrown the sport or a lot of. A lot of times it's like T-ball, like everyone plays a little T-ball and then mm. just to get their hand-eye coordination as a kid and then they kind of find their other sport that they play in the winter. So if it's basketball or rugby or soccer or, and then they kind of take over that when they're in their teens and kind of leave softball. But um, I don't know, I just kind of, uh, I did love pitching and I, I loved, I think that the fact that as a kid I'd play in the outfield and I'd also hit a little, it's, that's that's not uh, not mentioned much anymore. But um, we... Yeah, I just loved pitching and then I honestly didn't even know about where the sport could take me until I just met more and more people and then, mm. yeah. So did you get into pitching right away? Like, uh, of course, not in T-ball, but I mean, as soon as, like, did, was, at an early age, was it? Yeah, probably around 11 years old. We had a we had a pitcher and then they got hurt and then I was actually playing shortstop and then I came in to pitch and we ended up winning the game and then our pitcher was out the rest of the season and we ended up winning and then, yeah, I just kept pitching from there. And that was it. Now, the coach was probably like, "Oh, we got a lefty." Like, yeah, exactly. Here we go. <laughs> yeah, that, that, I think that's the only reason I got put in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right, good coaching, coaching maneuver right there. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, I mean, was there uh, like from those early years playing, you know, up up until you you know started taking serious? Any good memories uh, from those early years? Yeah, I think we had because our our system's very. It's very step by step. Um, so like we kind of we played at our local association, and then we made our our association team, which was rep team. So you compete then like at the state championship. So I think every every weekend I'd play for Georges River, which is my local area. And then I just remember one day getting a letter in the mail, and it said you'd made the the New South Wales like our state our state team, and I didn't even know that really existed. And then we got to play at the national championships, and then and then obviously the the phone call when I made my junior junior uh junior team that was that was pretty surreal well, that was when i kind of realized hey are the yeah. are the nationals going on right now in australia men's nationals yes they are yeah that's where david yeah. watson's pitching right now oh from canada oh nice yeah right on yeah oh yeah because it's summer there jeez <laughs> of course yeah. Yeah. anyway uh you just mentioned the the junior team there uh junior national team that actually that was that's a good segue in because uh, i was going to ask you know around what age was it that you started taking it a bit more serious and, and thoughts of the junior national team, you know, started to become more realistic. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think I was pretty naive going into it and didn't really, didn't really understand that it was like outside of my local area that softball was played. Mm. Um, So I kind of just went along and just went about things. And then I think we, we had these things called friendship series where they make two two junior teams, I think at, at under 16s or under 17s. And then uh, a New Zealand team would come over and then we'd play a lot of other local guys. And I think then we, we sat in a room one, like our very first night and they talked about what representing Australia in the green and gold. And uh, they, I think one of the past players 
brought in their gold medal from 2009 and that's when it kind of really sunk in that you could represent like the meaning the meaning of representing your country and your your nation and and things like that so yeah it was probably it was probably when i made the friendship series i think i was 15 that mm-hmm. i really tried to push for it now would you have known like at that age did you know about like adam and cheese and shalesy and guys like that yeah, there was like it was more just like talk around. So like our my area was more James Todhunter, Hayden Matthews, and Harry Peters oh, okay, were yeah. our guys. And yeah. then and then I never I never watched above until I started playing with them, probably sixteen, seventeen, and then mm. started watching softball and following softball. Yep. I uh, that's when I was like, oh wow, we have <laughs> we have some people here that are that yes. are unreal, <laughs> crazy talent. They're okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So was it twenty seventeen? Is that when you were named to the Aussie Junior National Team? Yeah, so we played. Yeah, we played in Prince Albert, twenty eighteen. Yeah, so yep. how special was that for you? That was surreal because we actually got told that uh, there was a, a there was one certain day that uh, that they were making the phone calls, and I was actually boarding a plane to Thailand that day, and I was just hoping that I had service on my phone. <laughs> and I was um, I was at the gate and got the call, and I uh, I honestly was so happy. That was wow. probably one of the biggest 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 moments of my life for sure. No Two big wows. You're getting on a plane to go to Thailand and you get the phone call. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, I made the trip so much better. Oh, I imagine. <laughs> flight flight probably felt a little shorter. <laughs> uh, for, <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> so let's talk about that 2018 WBSC Junior Men's World. And it was actually here in mm-hmm. Prince Albert, Canada. Um, of course, you guys captured gold. How awesome was that moment for you? Yeah, that was that was unreal. It was a uh, it was cool because I was um, a little bit more of like a fringe. Like I didn't know if I was going to make it. I was came on as the fourth, third or fourth pitcher, and uh, mm. just to just to get the opportunity just to even travel overseas for softball was was a really big thing for me. And then um, and then just yeah to win gold and have have our boys like we our sticks are on fire. Leighton and Leighton Reed and Sean Lennigan were on fire that tournament, and Leighton Reed was they okay. Really, they really tore up. <laughs> yeah, they just they just tore. Up. I made my I made my job so easy. <laughs> <laughs> just going to throw a few innings here and there. What I think, yeah, here and there, and give them a rest. And yeah, Leighton Leighton threw a no hitter against Japan in the finals. Did he not? Yep. Yeah, yep, he did. Like, I mean, it's one thing to throw a no hitter, but I mean against in the Japan of the world. Yeah. Jesus. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Man, there it was unreal. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Now, uh, 2019, you get to play uh, your first ISCs with the team you're currently with, Ostrander Norseman. I yep. love that name. That's such a good name too. Um, <laughs> how did how did that all come about? Um, so it was the end after the 2018. We kind of, I kind of started looking into the into the men's pathway and realizing that it goes up beyond juniors and uh at the at the world championships you know obviously i uh have the dual citizenship with the u.s so i we went up to the u.s people i can't remember who it was but we got in touch with bob pittock who i think was actually coaching one of the teams at the time the junior team and he got me over in san francisco in the end of 2018 and i played a weekend tournament in california and then um after that i just said if you have anyone who who wants a pitcher to come over and and play and he got me in touch with brett legler here and then yeah it's been fun ever since it's amazing that's crazy opportunity uh, yeah. wow. like the connections within our <clears throat> softball world are yeah it's pretty sick. crazy it's it's yep, awesome definitely yeah um what was your impression of that first isc's i mean was it a big eye opener for you yeah huge because we uh I, I was going in with the full expectation of just watching and then uh i had to eat a couple innings a couple innings towards the end against nith river i think it was and we had a close game there and then i made sure that i was staying the rest of the week it was the best softball i've ever seen oh you, you stayed and watched stayed and watched i watched the final i think it was uh, the cubs and kitchener cubs and the gremlin that that circle tap wow. oh right um, that's when uh, just watching cheese and marta go at it yeah the cubs insane. made a run the case yeah they made that run with only 12 guys on the bench there because <laughs> we had yep. Quentin Bruce. Yeah, that was, yeah, Brucey. Yeah, yeah Brucey was on. Yeah, yeah, that was a that was a crazy ISCs. 
anyway, a great place yeah, to awesome. great place to have your first one circle tap too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was great. I, I was like, wow, we could, we should do this. More okay, wait, <laughs> okay, wait. Do you have any good stories from the bar there or what? <laughs> <laughs> Not for the podcast. <laughs> Oh, that's awesome. Oh, great. So, uh, how did your COVID shutdown look like? I mean, I, uh, my question I have here is, were you in the U S or Australia? Obviously you were in the U S cause you said you got to go to the, that football game after. So yeah. how, how did that work for you? Yeah. So 2020, I was spent in Australia, um, the whole year we couldn't get over. Um, so Australia had the two weeks quarantine for the border. And then I think, I think the state I was in, it was either like 100 or 200 people a day um, from all international countries could only get into the country. So when 2021 hit, I realized I could actually get out of Australia on my U S passport. And um, they weren't, because they weren't letting people leave Australia because then obviously it would restrict people coming back in. Um, So I actually left on my U S passport. And then when it was time to come home, I was Australian. Um, <laughs> <so>. <laughs> Man, you got you locked out. So I did, I did. So I got over for the 2021 season when a lot of people couldn't get it, couldn't get in. And um, but yeah, it was just a mess with all the flights and the the law changes and uh, mm. things like that. So I got stuck for they they originally told me it was the day after ISC. They said I wouldn't be able to get home till Christmas, but I ended up. They ended up someone someone got COVID somewhere and I got a plane ticket. They just said, wait in LA. And I was like, okay, I will. Jesus. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> That's insane. Yeah, it was it, yeah, it was a mess. <laughs> so that that first like I guess it would be summer here, twenty twenty. It would have been winter in Australia. Were you like were you able to keep active, like doing anything down there or uh, no <laughs> no we, we weren't allowed to do anything we couldn't we had to like scan qr codes just to go to the shops and uh they weren't like all the shops and the pubs and everything was closed there was no softball there was nothing really we kind of just just chilled out <laughs> wow that seems like such a long time ago now it does and it really wasn't yeah what a shit show man i know it's crazy yeah it was, think it was a mess i was just really really blessed to get over here in 2021 <laughs> yeah for sure If you're into online sports betting, well, we have the app for you. I'm telling you right now, I use it personally, and it's helped me cash out at the highest odds possible a few times now. You see, betting lines have different odds at each sportsbook. By using the BetStamp app, you can line shop across all sportsbooks to ensure you are finding the best value available for each wager. It's like using Trivago to find the best deals possible, essentially. I'm sure everyone has used Trivago at one point in their lives. Well, by using BetStamp, that's exactly what you're doing in the sports betting world by trying to find the best payback for your buck. I'm telling you right now, this app is awesome. Go download it today and use the referral code OTC. Well, what are you waiting for? Do it now. Again, that code is OTC. Now, I mean, you touched on a little bit about... uh, Join the U.S. men's net. Okay, here's my question: How did the men's? How did uh, join the U.S. men's national team come about? I mean, you, you kind of touched on a little bit. Yeah, it was it was always like a thought in my head because, to be honest, like I thought like, oh, we've got Cheese Folkard, we've got all these guys ahead that, you know, if I I'm going to be one of them fringe players for this Steelers team, like I might as well right. see what see what's out there and see if I can get a go on the U.S. team because, you know see what I see what I can do. And then, yeah, I got over with, uh, the under, it was like a future USA futures team in 2018 at the end of November. And, um, after that, I, yeah, came over here for IC and at the time Greg leather was the coach and he always just said, you know, just stick around and you can be there one day and we'll see what happens. Cause at that point, you know, the world's was getting pushed around and right. no one really knew, knew when we were going to be playing. So, Really, I, I spoke to then. Then a transition to Ron Hackett being the head coach, and I spoke to Ron nearly nearly every week, and he just said like, "Look, this is the opportunity that you have. This is you can come over and play." He got me uh, in the twenty twenty one season with the Ashland A's. He uh, hooked me up there, okay, and I played that season with, with the Ashland A's, and kind of was a bit closer to to just the US guys playing a bit more tournaments in in his area, and um, and then. Yeah, after that, I, I didn't really know, but I had to kind of make a decision. Like, if I'm up for selection, 
and it was the selection year coming up. I had to make a decision and I basically just said, what do I want at the end of the day? And I said, I want to coach softball for a career and that's in the US and I'll be playing all my softball in the US. And it just made sense to to just commit over here and and yeah, and they gave me a really good opportunity to get game time. Plus they also play a lot more. Like well, at the time yeah. it was qualifiers. So, right. so yeah, that, that was another thing. That's true too. So uh, for you personally, as an Aussie, what's it mean for you to wear the red, white, red, white, and blue? Yeah. So it's, it's, it's weird because I'm, I didn't grow up. Like I don't, I don't think I have that same, same feeling for the, as I do with the green and gold, but whenever you're representing a heritage and a place that your family and people come from and a place that I now call home, it, yeah. It means something to, especially when I found out that there wasn't a medal in 22 years and that I'm 22 years old. I was like, oh, I want to be, I want to be the first one to, to bring this back. Like, I want to, I want to be there for when this happens. That's sick, man. man. That's so awesome. I love shit like that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We're both crying right now. Yeah. Cut the clean. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. And you know what? You know what's funny? I mean, you it's you touched on, you know, the fact that you looked and you saw cheese, you saw Adam. What's even crazier is the fact that, you know, then Australia has Marshall Cronk comes out of nowhere and can pitch and hit like a stud. <laughs> and this little 18-year-old Jack Baskerove is pretty good too. I don't know, little is the word to use. Oh yeah. yeah. He's gonna dominate the game for a he's gonna dominate the game for a long time. But the thing with Marshall is he's been pitching at home for a long time. I just don't think right. it was it was recognized. No, it definitely wasn't. It definitely wasn't. And you know, yeah. the combination that he has, like I I'd put him right now top five players in the world. Like one hundred percent. Yep. 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 You got. I think you got the. You got the WBSC MVP and then the ISC MVP. Yeah, so, it's pretty yeah. good. That's okay. That's okay. I mean, that, <laughs> yeah. that's a good year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's pretty. That's pretty good. I know. I don't want him in the box when I'm pitching. <laughs> no. 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 Now, obviously, we're, we're going to talk about the WBSCs, but uh, I want to ask about the Pan Am qualifiers down in Argentina. I mean, you, you talked about that uh, bronze medal game. How cool was it playing in that environment? Uh, it was scary. It was cool and scary at the same time. I think, um, it was kind of like a holy shit, you've made it moment with a side of, all right, now don't, don't stuff it up. Yeah. yeah. It was, um, when we, when we got the schedule, I think a, a couple months before and we saw, uh, like 8 PM first night against Argentina, we were like, Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be a big one. I think, I think they said, I think they said 12,000, 12 and a half thousand people at that game. <sighs> That's so insane. That's crazy. That's so great. Well, I mean, we yeah. watched it. It was like a soccer yeah. atmosphere with drums and flares. Yes. And, and we were blessed because Marta was throwing absolute gas. I think he struck out eight of the first nine and then it rained. And we couldn't be more thankful for that. Rain. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Rain. <laughs> that's, that's, yeah. crazy. that's crazy. And it, you know what? I like that's one thing I would like to see. Like, of course, we have the WBSEs coming here in 2025. Yeah. I would love to see Argentina host one because yeah, that would just be a party atmosphere the entire time. Yeah, it was the most fun ever. You kind of felt like a little a little celebrity there. It's like uh, you know people yelling at you in the in the outfield and signing autographs, taking photos. Like we had to get kind of escorted out to our buses just because there was lines of people trying to get to you. Yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah, it was it was unreal. Now let's talk about the WBSEs World Cup because I mean, man, that was uh, quite a show. I mean, we've we've talked about it on here. You know, the the product that they put on, you know, for everybody to see across the world was awesome. For you personally being there, you know, of course, when the bronze was awesome. But I mean, before that bronze medal game and everything, talk about going there and the lead up and playing like how awesome was it yeah it was it was awesome we um yeah we the day we got there is well it's funny because new zealand's very like very similar to australia so it was almost like coming home without coming home right. and then um but then when we when we got there and we had a had a practice session and they actually had all of our warm-ups game out on a turf diamond um out the back and we we're like okay like a turf diamond that's fine and 
pitching off that's a lot different to pitching off dirt. But then yeah. I think the day before the tournament, we uh, we got to go in and have a practice on the on the field and have a look at the stands and the cameras that they had around, and even just looking at all the flags and like the signage. You just you're like, wow, like. It's not even the fact that you're there. It's just people go to so much effort to to make to make this, and you kind of think of all your volunteers back at home. You just think about all that stuff mm-hmm. uh, growing up. That the little lady at the canteen who who made sure you had waters and things like that. And it's like now you now you're at the at the world's biggest stage. So yeah, that's right. yeah. you know what that's it's funny you brought that up. That's one thing that I don't think is brought up enough is volunteers. No, at these big, big events mm. like this is what makes these things work. And, you know, we have an event here that unfortunately we're probably losing this year is Thai Fest. Right. It's because of volunteers, right? Yeah. We're losing it because of volunteers. We're losing it because we can't get volunteers yeah. and it sucks. And for all those people, like this is just me personally saying it, for all those people that go out and volunteer for big events like this. Yeah. Hats off to you. Thank you. Because. It's what makes them work. That's just my spiel. <laughs> that, was, well. that came out of left field. <laughs> Sorry, Brad. <laughs> it's okay, Randy. <laughs> no, it's it's true. We wouldn't have got that. We wouldn't have got, especially all these all the Aussie guys. It's it's all volunteer. No one's getting paid. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So uh, let's talk about the tournament. I mean, you guys, the games were so close. Like all the games were awesome. You know, um, for you guys going into it of course the mindset was metal and we talked to ron hackett prior right. to it and he said metal for you guys i'm sure the message was the same thing like what were you, what for you personally what was your mindset going in yeah i had more of the mindset of like i mean i i know i'm very i'm very self-aware when it comes to softball and things like that and i know that every everything and everything said about the team is very much well they've got a great lineup a great field but how's the pitching gonna go and it tells the pitching is like no one no one thinks the pitching's up to scratch and it was more of a like what do you have to lose the there was really like if we keep keep us in every game and that's our job and we as a pitching committee all four of us we kind of knew that it was going to come down to all of us it was going to be a very different different uh game plan and strategy to get us to the end of the week and we just said if we just get our six to nine outs, twelve outs, then we're going to be in every game, and that's what happened. Yeah. Were you listening to our preview show by chance? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I think I did. I think I listened to it the night the night before we uh, we played. I said, hey, this is brilliant. This is just what I need. Freaking right. We, we motivated you. There you go. <laughs> there you go. So I mean, that, couldn't have done it without you. Yeah. Hey, hey, we do what we can. Um, that bronze medal game against Argentina, I, of course, you know, going into the bronze medal game, you're playing the defending champions and you're getting the ball. What was your mindset going into that, into that final game? Oh, honestly, it, it's cheesy, but I'm pretty sure um, Palazzo and Mullins said, let's shock the world before we got on the team bus. And I was like, oh yeah, I mean, that's sick. let's, let's yeah. do it. Sure. That's amazing. <laughs> like like that, they were like, Hey, like we're here. We, we played to, our goal was to play on Sunday and we did it. So, yeah. um, but we still had to win. It's not like we we're in the gold where if we lose, we get a medal. Like we had to earn it. So, oh, hundred yeah. percent. Yeah. Earn it. You did 13 K's and you shut out the defending <laughs> champions, man. I mean, hats off to you. I mean, that was a hell of a performance. Yeah. That was amazing. The curveball was working. Yeah. We were, we were pretty lucky. We were pretty lucky. They, uh, we were pretty lucky that they were, they were pretty they came off a really, really tough game the night before. I think that yeah. that helped us a lot. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Here's a sidebar question. What's your thoughts on the whole format for the WBSCs? Cause I mean, you talk about that game before. I mean, that could have went sideways pretty quick. You know what I mean? Like if Argentina yeah. had a score to run, I, you know what I mean? Like well, I was messed up. Yeah. 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 That I think, I think I share most opinion where the format isn't, uh, isn't suitable for softball, I, I would mm. say. And um, but in saying that, we had four losses and ended up in a bronze medal game to, to a team that lost by one one run yeah. from a gold medal game. Like <laughs> biasly, perfect format. <laughs> yeah. If it was before the tournament, it's yeah. a mess. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. Yeah. If you were saying that before the tournament, you were like, "Oh, this is how it's going to work." Everybody would be like, "No, that's not yeah. right." 
<laughs> but now you're like, no, oh, exactly. it's perfect. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We, we snuck in because, and, but it, it's, it's a little bit too much of just relying on other, on other factors yeah. that aren't yourself. That's right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, when you guys won good, good team celebration. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. <laughs> we, uh, we, um, we, we had a bar kind of just to ourselves. It was, it was a great, a great team thing. Like we really made mm-hmm. sure that we, we stuck together and, we had a few drinks and some food and then, yeah. And, and the thing is, you know, usually after an event like that, everybody's dead. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you know, you have your, you have your few drinks and, and your body just starts shutting down on you. Right. Yeah. Cause that was a lot mm-hmm. of ball in a couple of weeks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We, um, it was so crazy because during the whole thing, I even forgot, like I walked into the bar and I forgot to actually take my playing uniform off. So I, I all the photos of that night, I have my jersey inside out because I couldn't <laughs> drink in my uniform. Right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Frank, that's awesome. That is so awesome. That's how you celebrate. Yeah, freaking right. So, uh, so what's the future hold for you? What, uh, what's going down the line here? You know, from a playing standpoint, and you know what you want to do off the field. Uh, yeah. So pretty much stick with Ostrander this RSC and try and we have a, I think we have a really good young, young team forming here. I think we can, I think that Ostrander for some people might not be a team that people can really, really say is going to win big games. But I really do think that, um, that this year we can, we can do some special things. We had people last year just take leaps and bounds and we only got better. So I think I think we got something really really special brewing, and then yeah, pretty much on call. I'm not sure if there's a if there's like another qualifier this year for for the USA team, but I know there will be one will be one next year. So yeah, yeah. I don't think and there's then, one this year. I think there's one in 24. The the oh, right. uh, yeah. Prince Albert. Americas. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, that'll that'll be really fun. And then um, got to earn everything back and and prove that it wasn't a fluke. And then. Yeah, pretty much. I, I'm going to finish my degree, so I've got two years left of my uh, sports management degree at Florida, and then, yeah, I'm looking into looking into getting coaching. So, yeah, it's fantastic. That's that's wicked. And okay, you got to get Timmy Walton on this podcast, by the way. Have you tried? <laughs> oh yeah. No, I've tried. I'll, get, I'll try. I'll do my best. Yeah. I'll shoot. I'll shoot him a text. Yes. Tell, <laughs> yeah, I'd love to. I'd love to talk to that guy. Um, yeah. Like, uh, what was my, I had a question. I had a follow-up question, Hopi, and I lost it. You're hammered. Yeah, I'm hammered. <laughs> anyway, uh, as for, oh, that was it about the ISCs this year. Like, this is one of those ISCs where, you know, last year we talked about, you know, there's not just Hill United and the New York Gremlins. Now, this, like the past ISC season, there was three or four teams that stepped up and were like, yeah, huh, I think this season we're going to be back more. to like 10 to 12 where I hope so, you know, where anybody can win. And I, I think with you pitching with Ostrander, I think you guys are one of those teams. Yeah, I, I really hope so. I think it just makes it, it makes it so much, so much fun. Like I know when I was playing nationals in Australia and everything like that, everyone was just chiefs gremlins are in it every year, every year. And then ever since I've gotten over here, there's just been, with the rise of more international, especially the South American and Americas has just mm-hmm. gotten so much more equal. And then you add in the Australians and the Kiwis and there's just too many players for two teams. So, Yeah. And yeah. the checks and, and actually it, who was the, there was a pitcher for Cuba there. Who was the pitcher for Cuba? In uh, uh, Ramayan? Ramayan? Yeah. Is, who's he with? Is he with anybody? Um, I'm not sure. I'm not sure if they can get into the U.S. Yeah, I don't know either. Oh, uh, yeah. Good, good so, point. Man, he'd be a solid pickup yeah. for anybody. Yeah, <laughs> he threw I think fifty thousand pitches that one week. Oh, one hundred percent. It's like <laughs> I, I couldn't I, believe it. My shoulder was hurting watching him. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> do they have another pitcher? Like legit, do they have another pitcher? Um, no. So we have a. Of course, we have end every podcast with the player association. I'm going to uh, throw some names to you. And if you have okay. a story, let it fly or just talk about them. Got her? Okay. First one, Riley James. Riley James. Oh, me and Riley, we go way back. <laughs> Riley, Riley's like my little brother, even though he plays for the wrong team. So, uh, <laughs> but um, but uh, he is going to be a guy that he's going to be, I'd, 
I dare compare him to some of the some of the best uh, Australian hitters already as a, as a young one. He's gonna uh, he he's a guy who every nationals we played every year against each other. We were similar ages, and you can't strike him out. And we'd have twenty pitch at bats, fifteen pitch at bats, and it's just like oh my god. And he just waits for his pitch and he crunch, crunches it. <laughs> That's all right. I have a lot of guys that yeah, I pitch he's gonna, he's, gonna, he's gonna be a staple. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, next up, Callum Basial. Callum, Callum is what, the happiest, most go lucky guy in the world. I think we we've roomed together most of my nationals, and yeah, he's the best. Love him. Nice. Uh, Blaine Milheim. Oh, I hate that guy. No, <laughs> <laughs> no Blaine, Blaine's a little pest. He's good. <laughs> he, had, he had a fantastic WBSE. He sure did. Yeah, I think he's I think he's probably in biased opinion the best player in the world, but he um he's a freak. I like love him. He every every inning in Argentina or every Time it was be a throw around, he would just stare me right in the eyes coming back from third base and slap me in the leg. And he's like, <laughs> You got that dog in you. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. And no, not even gonna lie, that gets me going. I was like, All oh, right, that's, yeah, yeah. Oh, 100%, man. I'd, I'd be losing my mind. Yeah. I'd be like, Let's go. Let's go. For, for a quote unquote outfielder to be playing third base in men's fast pitch is insane. And to be hitting the ball the way he does, he's unreal. Oh, he's, he's an outfielder? I never knew that, actually. He hits. He does yeah. hit. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Uh, friend of the show, Yusuf Davis Jr. Yusuf. Yusuf is the... He's like a little bunny rabbit, isn't he? <laughs> I guess he is. Yeah. He's so much. He is. To be honest, with Yusuf, I think I was... It's just kind of weird because he's older than me, more experienced than me, done everything to me, but I've never been more proud of a person than when he hit the home run in the bronze medal game. I was going to bring that up. I've yeah. never I've never been like so happy for someone <laughs> in my life because he does his homework and he really loves breathe softball. Like he has videos on every pitcher, knows what's coming, and I think the best part about our our WBSC was there was every game it was someone different. Yeah. Yep. And he cho- he chose the 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 bright lights to hit a home. I I don't I'm pretty sure I told him this and I don't I meant no offense but I said I don't think I've ever seen you hit a home run. <laughs> and that was massive. And yeah. in and, your face, Brad. And against <laughs> against the best pitcher in the world. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that Yeah. Yeah. Like Man, when he hit it, I was like, mm-hmm. "Whoa!" <laughs> he just hit a home run off Mata that in a bronze medal game. Like, yeah. I was the same way. That's awesome. Um, yeah, I was so excited, went out, high fived him, and then I was like, "Okay, now it's my game to." Now I got to pitch. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> oh, freak! Oh, that's awesome. Uh, last but not least, your catcher, Nicky Mullins. Yeah, he is the whole reason that I think I have been able to mature as as a pitcher. I think the the best part about him is I've never had to question anything. I never had to question that we didn't know the hitters. He's seen everyone more than yeah, yeah probably yeah. I've even thrown pitches, and mm. I, I don't think I sh- I don't think I've shaken him off ever. <laughs> well, I mean, pitcher that or a catcher that you know what he's been through. I mean, yeah. why why would you warrior? <laughs> Yeah. So now, now it's trying to trying to make sure that he uh, he's there for next cycle and, and then the cycle after that. He needs to he needs to stay. I love <laughs> yeah. I love Nick. <laughs> yeah, I think you saw because on when we when we finally won, yeah. instead of just jumping up in the air, I jumped and wrapped my legs. Around. I guess you did. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. yeah. <laughs> Poor Nicky. Nicky's like, holy Jesus, Brad. What are you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What are you doing? <laughs> That's all. Hey, man. Hey, big moment, big moment for you. And uh, listen, man. We got to thank you for coming on here. I mean, took the time. You're you're in the middle of a ball tournament down in Florida, and taking your time to to come on and talk to us about your career and everything going on. We uh, we really appreciate it. Yeah, no, thank you guys. No, I'm a big fan of the show. Love what you guys are doing. So, anytime. Awesome. Best of luck in Florida. Uh, best of luck in school. Best of luck with your coaching career. Uh, look forward to watching you play all summer. Should be a fun summer for everyone. I'm actually watching Nick Shales at bat right now. 
Florida. <laughs> <laughs> Look forward to Beautiful. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. <laughs> All right, Brad. Thanks again, pal. Uh, take care. All right. Thanks, guys. See you, pal. All right. Take care. See you later. Good stuff, man. Yeah. Really good stuff. Yeah. Bright future. I didn't know you were watching the game. Yeah. Huh. Who's playing? I just haven't. Uh, Hill's playing wherever the other team is. Yeah. Huh. And Nick just hit a two run single. Oh, good, <laughs> good talk. Yeah. 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 Chelsea's okay. He's not bad. Anyway. Uh, yeah. Great chat with Brad. I mean, another up and comer. Yeah, bright future. Like he, he has aspirations of becoming a coach. And I love that. NCAA, yeah, I mean that's sick. Yeah, yeah. Especially in, and he's with the perfect program down yeah, there. One hundred percent. Like one of the most nationally renowned programs in the states for women's fast pitch. Yeah. And you know he he has Timmy Walton to you know mentor. Yeah, and. That's huge. That's so awesome. I'm like, I can't wait to see uh, see what what he does. It's amazing the networking that takes place. Like just to know somebody, to talk to somebody, to get yep. somebody. Yeah, do you want to come to San Francisco play in a tournament? Yeah. <laughs> sure. <laughs> like, holy, the opportunities are out there. Yeah. God, it's amazing. It's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. Very proud moment of them winning a bronze medal. You know, we're Canadian and we wear our, our heart in our sleeve and our, our leaf on our sleeve, I guess. But I was super proud that Americans won Me that too. bronze medal game. And I well. mean, we have connection with oh, gosh, guys yes, on the team sure. with, with yeah. Yusuf and, and, you know, uh, Cam, Cam everyone, yes. and yeah. Maddie, those guys. Yeah. I mean, it, it was fun to watch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Good one. Yeah. Good one. Good one. Anyway, uh, we have a draw. Yeah, we have a Yeti draw coming up uh, to help us get to beautiful British Columbia. Yes, um, Yeah, you'll see it posted on our Facebook page, any it's social already, media pages that we have. It's already posted. It's already posted, yeah. So if you're looking to purchase uh, some tickets, please uh, feel free to help. Uh, and it's not just a Yeti fridge or a Yeti draw. <laughs> no, it's not. It's right. it's also a Michelob Light uh, fridge. There it is. And there's uh, also some Coldstream product to be won as well. Yes. Yeah, it's so, great. Anybody you listen from far away, you guys can enter. Yep. And we'll figure out we'll how to it. get it to you. Oh, we'll ship it, man. Yeah. So buy your tickets. We'll get it to you. And if you're on in Ontario, Coldstream's actually moved into Ontario now. That's right. Yeah. So hats off to them, too. Yes. That's crazy. They're growing. Yeah, they are growing. They are growing. You got a hat on right now. I do. Yes. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Another, another good episode. Another yes, good sir. week. Yep. Uh, not sure. Scopes with Hill United, by the way. Oh. Yeah. At the Florida tournament. Good. Yeah. I didn't know. He just shot me a text. Oh, okay. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Thanks everybody for listening. Another another week. Hobie, have a good week. Oh, Thanks, buddy. Wait, wait, wait. What? I forgot to mention. So this guy had knee surgery yesterday or two days ago and he's here doing a podcast. <laughs> like Yeah, I probably shouldn't be. How's the knee? Uh it's pretty good actually. It's not bad. It's it's uh <laughs> It's sore. I just had somebody cut me open. So yeah, I got you penciled in Prodigy Sports uh, opening day roster. So <laughs> actually, I'm not allowed to umpire anymore. Uh, I was told. Oh, yeah. Because I've had too many concussions. <laughs> I just suffered with one in December and ended up sending me for CAT scans and shit. So, so you can, what, mom? Sing. So <laughs> Keep ringing that bell. So you can play. <laughs> I can play. Well, I can't take a ball to the face again. Umpiring. Yeah, but. You can play again. Yeah, maybe. I'm fucking 53. Let's Randy. get that rehab going. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There you go. I'd <laughs> we, love to play again. We need a first baseman that can catch a ball. <laughs> Lori listens to this. Lori, Lori <laughs> converted over to third base because Harv doesn't show up. Oh, I got you. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Okay, man. Have another a week. week. Have a good week, everybody. Like, subscribe, do all that stuff. Classified. Taking time off from the act and I gotta relax. I need a new beat. Yo, for stroll, I got a few treats. You been up in the city long? Only two weeks. Cool. Well, I'm sorry about the weather. It's been raining all week. I hope it gets a little better. Either way, class, listen. I got an ill vision by the song I'm working on. You think you got the right rhythm? Man, come on. You know I got some shit that'll break your neck. I used up what I want, but you can take what's left. Don't give me bullshit, dog. You know I blaze the set. You know you got something to say for West. I got an ill concept. Hip hop. 
I pay the real line destines. What? 1987, I've been rapping in the ciphers in the sessions, and I'm still be getting stressed on the block. You know it's hard to be hip hop. And ain't nobody staying real. But don't pay bills when you showcase skill. Ain't nobody living off of doing wear mails or paint train rails. That's real. It's hard to be hip hop. Real. Cause I don't pack steel, do my tracks appeal And to the mass appeal, watch a fast say fail Yeah, I'm hip-hop son, until my casket sealed It's hard in the culture when the fans are fickle Understand my issue, your man will diss you One minute you're whack and then your jam's yeah. official And then they switch again, throw bottles of cancer hit you First they loved LL, and then they hated him And then they loved him again, and they degraded him So lately, basically, I don't know if I can play to win Survival of the fittest, let me see what type of shape I'm in Yo, when I was younger, like 19 I could spend all day writing rhyme schemes Spitting freestyle and cypher in the streets But now I got responsibilities Yo, it's hard to be hip-hop Are you downsizing? Maybe need more room because of additions to the family or possibly seeking that dream home you've always wanted. Well, Tim Eisner at Royal LePage Atlantic is the guy for you. With a proven track record and multiple awards, Tim goes above and beyond to find out your needs and exactly what you're looking for. So if you're seeking a new home or trying to sell your current one, contact Tim at 902-499-5717 or check him out on Facebook at Tim Eisner. Again, that's 902-499-5717. Trust me, when all is said and done, we'll be saying Tim Eisner strikes again. <laughs> 